Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to, uh, what is it, January 10th now. And uh, the year is off to, uh, I don't know, maybe we could say somewhat a good start. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Uh, before he does, though, let's not forget that in this world we live, there's only a few things that we can control. And one of them is how much risk you have in your current portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Point seven, Highland. Nope, right. Not, not yet, not yet. There we go. 105.7 Light FM. We were trying to sort something out on the phone before we went on the air, so we are here. It's uh, 56 degrees now. 841. We're going to check in on your money and see what's going on and see if I've given Philip enough time to catch his breath. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services here. Whew, that's what I get for playing a short record when there's a lot going on, right, Philip? That's right. And it didn't help any. I was running a little behind this morning. So, uh, you know, it's and, and there's not much news out there either, Dave. So all those things are just striking against us this morning. Absolutely. I mean, I, when we started out off the phone, off the air before we went on the air, I was saying, you know, boy, it's got to be a real blow to the ego when the world announces that you got a rubber chicken circuit in front of the Rotary Club or something, and the whole stock market tanks. Jay Paulson's got a speech today, and uh, evidently the market is not particularly optimistic about it, I gather. Well, I don't, I don't know if that's what's doing it, or because, you know, yesterday, Dave, and I'm not sure what really came out and started it, but the, the, um, the market was doing well. Um, mm -hmm. you know, through lunchtime, I was looking, it was looking pretty good. And then yeah. next thing I know, I got busy and looked at the clothes and, and we were a, a mixed bag. And so, uh, you know, two of the indexes down one up and, uh, and not up by a lot wasn't good news. So I'm not sure what yeah. came out where to cause that spiral. It looked, it looked at the, just looking at the chart, it looked to me like we just flat slap war, ran out of steam. There wasn't a reason really of any rational thinking that would have prompted the run-up, and it just kind of like buyers just ran out of steam and stopped buying. And Dow ended up down 113 points. Standard & Poor's was down by three, which is basically flat. Uh, NASDAQ was down by about 66, so yeah, or up rather by about 66. So, you know, it wasn't a disgustingly bad day, but it certainly was the picture of a market that ran out a lot of steam last night, didn't it? Yeah, it really is, because, um, man, when I looked at one point, I think I saw the Dow up like 300 points. So uh, mm -hmm. that was quite the flip. No, it absolutely was. And like I said, it looked pretty gradual through the day. No one thing really affected it. Uh, this morning, we're starting out in the humor that we ended the day yesterday. I was making a little bit of fun out of the fact that Jay Powell is speaking. But at the same time, there's always nervousness when the guy that can cost you a few million dollars actually does a rubber chicken speech. The other thing that started the morning out uh, the National Federation of Independent Business uh, issues the Small Business Optimism Index every month about this time. came out at 6 a.m. this morning. It was 91.9, that index was last month. It was expected to go down to 91.5 this month. report came out at uh, 6 a.m., and it's 89.8. It was a pretty substantial miss, and that can't help the mood of stock traders either, can it? No, it really can't. Let's face it. Inflation continues to be a problem. Small businesses, let, let's also not forget that they, you know, they have lines of credit. And, um, and a lot of times they have to live off of those during certain periods of time in the year. And uh, as interest rates go up now, credit line interest goes up as well. And a lot of sh short-term loans go up. So, um, so we're seeing 
that really is going to really start to impact small businesses as well as uh, people starting to, you know, be a little bit more particular about what they spend their money on. Yep. The thing that I keep harping on, Aaliyah, on the interest rate uh, increases from the Fed, and I know you're in the you're the same general ballpark with me, is that we feel the impact of an interest rate reference point increase that the Fed controls later on as bonds renew, bonds roll over, and they roll over at higher yields. So we're feeling things as they go. That uh, that line of credit that uh, Joe Q, you know, Joe Q Corporation has. Uh, when they start using it more, it's an adjustable line of credit. Now, all of a sudden, it's costing them more than it did last year at this time. It all ends up rolling together, but it snowballs as time goes on, which is why you and I always preach the notion that we feel the interest rate increases five, six, seven months after the Federal Reserve makes those decisions. That's right. And so it continues. And, and we still haven't seen them all yet. And so it's going to be really, if you think about it, if you take from right now, everything has been done. It, it, it will be into the second quarter of this year before we feel the full impact of all those interest rate increases. Absolutely. The stuff that we did back last month will finally get felt somewhere around July. And if the projections are right by July, we'll be in the middle of a bit of a recession that right now they're hoping could be a soft landing. But who the heck knows? Uh, you mentioned not a lot of news, just scrolling through my news ticker. And obviously, the reports aren't really heavy out right now, but I'm seeing re-ratings, 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 and about the only upgrade that I've seen has been Uber, and that's been based on the notion that people aren't going to be able to afford their car payments, so they'll be using Uber more, according to one of the brokerage houses. But for the most part, I'm not seeing a lot of optimism coming out of the brokerage houses either. No, I'm not either. On my tip sheet, that's all I saw, too, was downgrades, downgrades, and downgrades. And so um, that's going to – I think it's going to continue, right, because it's going to be harder and harder to be profitable in, uh, in 2023. That's understood. And the employment front, we're starting to see junk as well. I mean, we're looking at uh, Disney is, uh, let's see, I've got a note on Disney here. What are they doing? Oh, they want you to come back to work. No that's more right. Yeah, they home. want everybody to come back to the office. Yep, now, four days a week. Yep, that's another way of trying to trim things back because some of their employees are going to say, uh, pound it where the sun doesn't shine. And guess what? <laughs> you won't have a job. Coinbase, to nobody's surprise, is cutting 20% of their workforce as well. Uh, it's it. You know, we're starting to see the indications over and over and over again that the uh, employment market is starting to soften, which you have to put in backdrop. That's what the Fed is looking to have happen. That's exactly right. You know, they want that unemployment rate up to what I think four, between four and a half and five percent, and uh, we've got a long ways to go to make that happen. It's going to be a spell. Mention that there aren't very many reports that are out. We were talking, and one of the things that tied us up, we were trying to compare notes and find out where we were at. One of the very few reports that did come out is the fact that Albertsons, the big grocery store chain, reported. Uh, one of the things I noticed, I take the net income from this year. I understand it was a beat, but I look at what last year was in the same quarter. They made $50 million less revenue this quarter than they did last year, this quarter. And that, it just amazes me that was a beat. Well, yeah, I mean, again, because we continue to see, and that's the thing, you know, when we look at, at the numbers that come out this, this quarter, you won't see many times, I mean, yeah, buried in the report, they're going to tell you, yeah, this is what we did compared to first quarter last year or the last quarter of the year before, but they're not going to tell you, you know, right out there in the bold print, you know, because it's going to be drastic. The difference between 
what they do this year and the profit from last year. And, and they may beat this year because the analysts have downgraded everything and, mm-hmm. and really softened what they expect earnings to be. Yeah, those, those net income figures are absolutely amazing. Yeah, the gross sales were up substantially at Albertsons. Gosh, inflation, what a surprise. But in terms of trying to control prices and stay competitive, their net income down $50 million. I mean, that's not exactly chump change, is it? No, no it's really not. And yet you look at the, the report and they beat by 20 cents a share um, yeah. compared to what was expected. And so you think, okay, you know, that's um, that, that sounds really good. But, but the issue is, is that they still made a lot less money than they did before. And, and you know, just that little bump has them up about six-tenths of a percent this morning. Absolutely. They were up as high as 2% more for a little while. And there was, I, I suspect traders finally looked at it and said, oh, gosh, compared to last year, this still really is El Stinko, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. You know, the other yeah. one, well, we've been talking about this one a little bit, and that's Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, they and, reported uh, they did report, and and as I think probably expected, um, they missed substantially. They were expected to lose $2.36 a share. They actually lost $3.65 a share. I mean, that's a pretty big, uh, pretty big difference there. And, uh, and so, but for some reason, uh, I don't know, maybe it's optimism or bankruptcy that's coming. They're actually trading up 6% this morning. Uh, you can't figure out why either all that, right? No, and and is well, <laughs> I think it's probably I, I'm thinking it's probably people gambling, um, honestly, because the stocks dropped to um, well, it closed yesterday at dollar sixty two, and that was up twenty four percent from the from the the day before, and so now we're up to a dollar seventy three. Um, so that's got to be day, that's got to be day traders, traders just gambling in the process yep. because if they if they go chapter eleven, the stock's going to be definitionally Zero. worth nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's day traders trying to make a little bit here and there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and at a penny stock level, it's like a buck and a half a share. Well, okay, fine. You got ten bucks to blow. You can make twenty, maybe if you're lucky, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, One so never that's, knows. that's that's got to be where it's coming from. Got to be it. Well, ahead of Jay Powell's speech and a couple of E reports that are out this morning. Again, a mixed bag yesterday. The two blue chip indexes down, the NASDAQ up by a tinge. 45 minutes before the real money hits this morning, what are we looking at? Yeah, we're giving back uh, some of the stuff we made last Friday and uh, and following through with kind of where we were yesterday. The Dow is down about four-tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 is down a little over four-tenths of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is getting down close to seven-tenths of a percent. So everything's in the red this morning. Even on the other side of the coin, the commodity side, we got silver uh, way down below 24 at $23.63 an ounce. That's down 1%. The gold, um, not not quite as bad. It's $18.75 an ounce, uh, down about a tenth of a percent. Crude oil is heading up this morning, Dave, up uh, about six-tenths of a percent to $75.07 a barrel right now. I thought that low 74 number felt a little artificial for a few days in there. <laughs> Overseas markets were mostly down on the Asian rim, maybe a quarter of a percent for the most part when they closed early this morning. Europe is down by about a third of a percent in most of their exchanges halfway through their trading day. As we look across the pond and they're going, what's going on over in the States? Keeping tabs on your on your retirement income takes a little bit different set of skills than just watching the day traders playing with Bed Bath and Beyond, Philip. 
How do I get a hold of you to stabilize my retirement plans with something I can count on? You know, those are the exact reasons we develop our core retirement design. Uh, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis and help you get on the right track for the retirement you always dreamed of. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And we'll be back here tomorrow morning to tell you what the Sam Hill happened today and start looking head toward earnings season at the end of the week. Philip, thank you. I appreciate it, and I'll see you then. All right, man. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, thank you for joining us today. I hope your week's off to a great start. I hope your year's off to a great start. Hey, join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, great investing.